With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you. Thank you. 
everybody. Happy Monday. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be with all of you. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I hope it all went accordingly. I hope it was productive. I hope it was fun. Uh, so much has happened in the media over the weekend. Uh, we are going to get into so many things. Lots to discuss. Lots to establish and address. Uh, first and foremost, um, like I do every episode, I want to thank my audience my co-hosts, my sponsors, and my amazing guests. You guys are incredible and unbelievable, and you guys are the reason this show keeps going and keeps getting better and better. Uh, don't forget we're listened to in 23 different countries. Uh, we just recently got to 23. Uh, as of last week, it was 22, but um, as of the weekend, it's 23 now. We're on 23 platforms, and we are listened to no, in 23 different countries, and we are listened to on nearly 70 online platforms, and uh, I, I just can't say enough great things and uh, thanks and all my gratitude. Uh, it, you guys are so great, greatly appreciated and just unbelievable, so thank you for that. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. Um, first of all, I want to welcome, we have been plenty of people on the line right now. I want to welcome doctor, uh, award-winning speaker, um, professor, veteran, Technology expert, best-selling author, and commissioner of Parks and Recreation for Maricopa County, Bob Branch. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. I hope you had a good weekend, Rory, and I'm looking forward to a great show. Yeah, perfect. Me as well, sir. Me as well. I also want to welcome to the show um, founder of College Republicans United, founder of Republicans United, and leader of Nationalists United, Kevin Dukeiper. Uh How are you, my friend? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. It's great to be here again, Rory. Great great to be with all of you. Um, I also want to welcome to the line uh, popular talk show host, uh, 2024 presidential candidate, activist, and best-selling author, Daryl Kane. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm good. You'd think you'd lead with uh, 2024 presidential. You're like an uh, author. Uh, he's also running to be you know, president of the United States. And um, Rory, I'm doing great, my man. I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to touch base by phone over the weekend. I had a lot going on. I didn't forget you, but we do need to have that conversation over the next couple of days. So excited to be here yeah. and uh, excited to see who, who else is here tonight. Already a great cast with Dr. Branch and Kevin DeKuyper. So excited to hear who's next. Absolutely. I also want to welcome to the show director, political activist, and strategist Gianni Rodriguez. Gianni, how are you, my friend? Doing great. Glad to be on. Glad to have you here. Uh, I also want to welcome to the show uh, Twitter master, businessman, activist, and political strategist, Bill Lambert. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you, Rory? Good to have you here, man. Good to have you here. Um, guys, I want to I wanna get into the opening story, um, and it's something we talk about constantly, and we need to get into it again. The border. Uh, it, it is completely insane it is out of control i mean it is scary right now we just had about 1500 illegals riot and escape from from a from a migrant from a like um a migration uh center where they were held they're escaping and we also have a situation that was recently in the news uh a couple days ago down at the border people are firing bullets from the mexican side you had somebody that was hit with a bullet. And you also you also have the judge 
in, in uh, wherever she might, wherever she is, I forget what state, but it was over the weekend, where you have a judge who's helping an illegal alien escape crimes. We have people, as it, I mean, this is what it seems like, is that we have people in our justice system that are involved with the deep state, that are taking money from these various, you know, organizations and leftist groups, and, and they're getting influence. And we see what's going on with the border. This will, this will blow your mind as well. The Pope, the Pope, the, he, he is so evil. I've been calling him anti-Christian for so long, anti-Catholic. This guy is the, I mean, I don't, I don't want to use the word anti-Christ, but, I mean, it, it's about that level. I mean, he, you know, he's not, he's not exactly the anti-Christ, but he's pretty much uh, as close to it as, as anybody can get. This guy is terrible, 500,000 donating to illegals, and his reason, oh, it, illegal, immigrants make, do better for your country. You know, they bring so much value, and they, they help out with so many different things in the economy. Yeah, yeah, legal, legal immigrants do, but, and, and you know, I'm, some illegals do. I'm not, I'm not denying that, but at the same time, there's many illegals that take advantage. There's a lot of illegals that don't pay taxes. There's a lot of illegals that collect welfare. Guys, guys, I can't even believe, you know, that we are talking about this kind of absurdity at, 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 this, at this time. At this time, I mean, it's, you know, obviously I knew it was going to get crazier and crazier from the left. But the fact that we're, you know, the fact that we're even talking about open borders and, and the fact that that's even a discussion, you know, in the cards with the left. I, 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 I just can't even, I can't, I can't believe, I mean, it's just, it's disgraceful. It really is. And it doesn't, it doesn't end. You have 98,000 illegal aliens that are graduating from high, U.S. high schools every single year. This is, this is unbelievable. And you have Mexican military attacking our U.S. soldiers on our soil. You have a ban on sanctuary cities harboring illegal aliens is advancing in Florida. There's a good chance that bill can pass, and that means illegals are protected. You know, it's a big shame because just in my home state of Washington, uh, everybody, most people know I'm from Seattle. I, I've lived in Phoenix, Arizona for about seven years, though. But in my home state of Washington, uh, illegal aliens are now protected. They put something into place where they can't deport illegals. I mean, second-class citizens getting better treatment than some of our own. I, I just, <laughs> I'm appalled. Uh, let, let me play this clip that what Trump said uh, over the weekend about the border and about the crisis, and then we are going to get everybody's thoughts. Uh, one fourth. We are coming to you live this morning from the border of El Paso, Texas, and Juarez, Mexico. Joining us right now on the telephone is the President of the United States, President Donald Trump, joining me right now. And, Mr. President, thank you so much for calling in this morning. Well, thank you, Maria. Well, we're on the border here, and while we were standing here, Mr. President, we saw at least three groups, different groups, that crossed the border illegally and were apprehended. Why are these numbers soaring so much today? Well, people are pouring up because our economy is so good. I mean, unfortunately, it's the only bad part about what we're doing because – uh, everybody wants a piece of it, and they're willing to come up and take the risk in uh, this tremendous danger 
And our laws are so bad, the combination of having a great economy and having the weakest immigration laws anywhere in the world by far. And we have catch and release, and we have uh, chain migration and uh, visa lottery. We have things that nobody in their right mind would have. We're trying to get rid of them. The Democrats won't do it. Now, we need some Democrat votes. We're unanimous with the Republicans, but we need some Democrat votes, and they go out of their way to allow these people to come in. And when you get acute, when you get tough, when you do all of these things that we have to do, we, you know, they end up arresting uh, Border Patrol people. Uh, it's a disgrace to our country what's going on. The worst immigration laws ever, incompetent. Uh, they're there for a long time. When, when they used to separate children, uh, which uh, was done during the Obama administration with Bush, with us, with everybody, uh, far fewer people would come. And uh, we've been, on a humane basis, it was pretty bad. We, uh, we go out and we stop the separation. The problem is you have 10 times more people coming up with their families. It's like Disneyland now, you know, before you'd get separated. So people would say, let's not go up. Now you don't get separated. And, you know, while that sounds nice and all, what happens is you have literally you have 10 times more families coming up because they're not going to be separated from their children. So it turned out to be a disincentive right. that yes. is uh, obviously uh, a disaster. It's a disaster. You have and, people and, coming and, up with and, many children. And we've seen it firsthand. Uh, now, we know, we know where we everybody is, and we're moving people out so fast. The problem is we have to register them. We have to bring them to court. Another country just says, sorry, you can't come into our country, and they walk them out. In our country, you have to bring them to court. You yeah. have to have Perry Mason involved. I mean, you know, it's all legal. You have lawyers standing at the border. Yeah. Our people, lawyers, wise guys, standing at the border, signing people yeah. up. Uh, every time uh, they catch a cold, they try and blame Border Patrol. It's a disgrace what's going on, and it, yeah. it could be solved in, in 15 well, minutes if the Democrats would give us the vote, well, so it would be over. We're building a lot of wall. We're going to have 400 miles of wall up by the end of next year. So the wall is going to be yeah. uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be the top of the line too. I got it done the top of the line. We we've got much more of my So there there you have it guys. I mean, you know, look look at what we're dealing with. You know, and I just read a uh, statistic today that 93% of the heroin, 93% of heroin in the United States comes from Mexico. I mean, we have people dying constantly of overdoses. We have illegals coming into our country that we, you know, haven't even vetted or don't even know anything about them. And we all know why the Democrats are so in favor of this, because they want the votes. They want, the, they want to use them as political pawns. But, you know, this is nothing new, and I've said this many times. Um, Dr. Branch, go ahead. I'll tell you what, you know. I can't, Dr. Brent, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, way better. Yep. Okay, in 1982, the Supreme Court ruled that if you have an illegal, uh, an illegal child in your state, it doesn't matter their, their state status, you have to educate them. Now, in 1986, President Ronald Reagan, through the amnesty agreement and through Tip O'Neill in the House, they made it illegal to hire illegal aliens, yep. but they granted amnesty. Since then, yep, many of the economies, many of the economies like California's economy, relies on illegal aliens. 
you have in HR 4062 of 1996. I was running against a candidate last year that put this bill forward. It was requiring the Secretary of Education for the United States to reimburse every state for the cost of educating illegal aliens. So we have, and that was, that was a Republican, that was a Republican-led effort. So yeah. we have all of these laws on the books that, for instance, for California, to not only educate the uh, population of illegal aliens, but also to give them health care, mm-hmm. give them incentives for coming over, give them jobs. Like President Trump said, we need to change the law. It's the laws that need change, and they need change quickly. You know, we have people literally dying because of this. You had, like you pointed out at the beginning, over in over in uh, uh, in in Mexico, all these detainees breaking out now. And to me, you have to do something about it. Maybe when Daryl's elected, we could get some laws passed. What do you think, Daryl? Oh, I, I have him. I have everybody on mute just while you're talking, but I can get I can get him on. And I'll, I'll let him respond. Daryl, go ahead. I'll let you respond. Well, I'm I'm deeply honored by that statement, and uh, that that means a lot to me. And we certainly do have to change the laws. I think that what people don't necessarily understand, they think sometimes about if somebody's here and they're a resident, um, you know, and and they, but they don't have the right to vote. How does that impact things? And there's a there's a sort of there's a process where somebody comes over and then they have a child and then that child. So it's just, it's just an overpowering of the cultural and ethnic identity of the nation. So it's just this chaotic, this chaotic process where we just continually, there's just this, this pressure into the country and, you know, anything that they can do to, to undermine that and allow more and more to come in, it just it just alters the situation, you know, to, to, it exacerbates all of the problems. And it, it is. I mean, it, it is going to come down to a matter of, of policy that even the conversation that we're having now and we're going around in circles, we have this not to sound like, you know, IQ. We have the same conversation every night. But, uh, you know, th- th- we, we are kind of making the same point, which is that we're, we're talking right now about like trying to slow down the rate in which uh, the invasion occurs in California, California is already invaded. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, 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 uh, the, the white working class uh, base of California is now, is now a minority in, the, in a state. This has occurred in like a matter of like 20 years. Um, so, you know, the process has to not only be about slowing things down. If the wall was up yesterday, we still have a trajectory that's essentially essentially has us going off into the abyss. So we do have to start crafting new platforms and new policies that are going to go out of just trying to defend against these things, but to find appropriate ways to actually push back against them. So uh, I think that uh, yeah, this is this is obviously a major problem. Trump's rhetoric, as usual, is appropriate and and on tenor, but more needs to be done. And and even the wall itself is is not sufficient. We need, we need further policy that's actually going to reverse the process. And again, these things have all been done through policy, either negligent yeah. or nefarious policy. So people that, that get very concerned about the future, yes, you're right to be concerned about it. 
But before we all go off into the total accelerationist approach, let's step back and say that, you know, the precedent is already set. They've already demonstrated that through policy, uh, a, a country's demographics can be changed. And, you know, we have to actually sort of look to that, what they've done to the country as the blueprint to what we have to do to restore it just as a, a countermeasure to, to what they've done. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very well said, very well said. Um, Gianni, Gianni, go ahead. Yeah, you know, it's, it, you know, it's kind of discouraging, you know, sometimes when I, you know, I've been reading what's been going on in the news and, you know, what's been going on at the border. And it was also discouraging that, a bunch of people, uh, Americans that were at the border, you know, these people that were trying to guard the border. One guy, I, I forgot his name, he got arrested for doing his duty. I mean, he thought he was protecting his country, and for some reason, you know, though, like he got arrested. And then there, they, uh, um, some more news came out that there were men that were in this, you know, military gear, and they were bringing the illegal immigrants in. I mean, this is the world, this is the, our country we're living in right now, and nothing happened to those men at all. Those are the men that were bringing these illegal immigrants in, and I believe it's, it's getting so dangerous. Like, I, I really don't want things to get violent at the border, but I feel like we're getting to that point because it, it, it makes no sense, like you brought up earlier, that you have heroin, you have all these drugs coming across, you got all these people coming across, you got all these gangs coming across. And, you know, the politicians don't give a damn. You know, the politicians in California are not giving a damn about it. You know, and and, and it's like, what what do we do about it? Like, what do I do about it? I mean, like, you know, like you say, we talk about the same thing, you know, but, I mean, what else could you do about it? What could we do? That And that's my question for your guests is what could we possibly do, those of us that are not politicians, to somehow yeah. get this to stop? Because this is becoming ridiculous. It is, and I, you know what I would do? I would, I would ask President Trump why his administration is releasing thousands of these illegals a week from, uh, you know, these places. I get that it's overcrowded. I get that there's space, uh, that there's limited space. But at the same time, if that's the case, you guys got to open more of them. I mean, this is crap. And you know, everybody knows how much I love the president. I, I think he's the greatest thing on earth. But at the same time, I know that there's people in that in his administration that are whispering down his ear and giving him bad advice and bad insight, and it's leading him the wrong way. So I don't think this is entire. I don't think this is his fault necessarily. But I want to know. I want answers of why it's happening. Because he promised us that he would protect I would us. Say, I would. I would say, uh, you know, I would say that it's somehow the swamp gets to you. I mean, this, this is this is what every president has been through. I mean, you say you're going to do something on the campaign road, and you get there, and on depending on what issue, the swamp will fight the hardest at you. And sometimes the president could be tired. He's like, listen, I'm tired of, you know, keep, I don't want to divide the country. I don't want to keep on having us versus them. So I feel like he's saying to himself, you know, especially when he's alone, is like, what do I do as this hard time as a president? Do I just, you know, compromise, you know, or do I do as I said I was going to do on the campaign trail? And I feel like right now he's in one of those modes where he's like, 
I'm sick and tired of trying to of dividing the country. I just want to be peaceful and do something about it. And that's why I believe he's releasing these people. I mean, I, I disagree with him doing that, but I mean, I do understand why he has people. And, and let's add to this, Jared Kushner and his uh, daughter Ivanka, you know, they're very, when it comes to immigration, liberal. you know, they're not, as strong, they're not as strong as he is. He's, they're very right. liberal in that. Yep. You got to think about it. Ivanka's yep. in his ear. Jared is in his ear all the time. Yeah, and, and and from day one, I never liked Kushner. I never trusted him. I I'm just not a fan. I, I don't think he has the president's best interest at heart. I really don't. And uh, you know, I think Ivanka's okay, but I also don't trust Ivanka on everything. Um, uh, let's go to uh, Bill. Bill, I'll let you go ahead. Well, I I think we're making a lot of complex things out of something that that really could be resolved in a in in a more simplistic way, one is is that you have to have legislation put out that that holds businesses accountable for hiring illegal aliens, not fines, not you know oh you're on probation. I mean really harsh sanctions and and even maybe criminality to it because in the United States. What you have, the only, what sustains you is an income. If you don't have an income, then you're not going to be able to make it in the United States. And then you have right. that, that's the legislative part of it. The the this next step to that would be to make it take people out of the CIA, out of the Justice Department, out of the FBI department, and put them in in an overseas role for fraud on welfare and make it to where no one illegal here illegally. So when these people apply with fraudulent social security numbers and fraudulent paperwork, that all gets checked out. And then, yeah. then you can come at these drugs on the, on the border because how many of these people that are getting in here have a, a, a pocket full of fentanyl that's worth $100,000? I could put – you fill up your front pocket full of, of fentanyl pills, and you, you're probably carrying 100000 Those people aren't getting checked. You got, you got them coming through. It's like that – it's like – that what the the other guest said about the the woman and the child on the border being escorted by armed people. Why yeah. is a truck with five armed guys, have military style arms, escorting yeah. a woman and a child across there? That's not you know I mean that's not right. That that something else was there. She you know in that backpack. What if you filled that backpack up with fentanyl, you'd kill half the population in the United States. So if we don't do those things and quit talking about the wall is going to solve it, our immigration, you know, the our detention centers, our well, that none of that. You you've got to sour the milk for the United States, and until you sour that milk, they're going to keep coming no matter what. It's human nature. I don't, you know, any of us in in on this program to, right now, if we were in Venezuela and we knew that the United States was was the land of milk and honey, don't tell me you're not coming. You're coming. You're bad. Even if you're a good person and respect laws and all that, you're going to get away from those atrocities and you're going to get away from that, that hardship and you're going to come into the United States. But if you sour the milk and it no longer is a viable choice, then, then you have to stay and make it better for yourself where you're at. Yeah, well, very, very well said. And, you know, it, it, I'm, I understand and I, I can relate. Uh, and, and feel sympathy for the people that come here for a better life. But at the same time, people got to obey the law. And as much as it breaks my heart to see some great 
innocent people, uh, you know, being denied. It's just the way it, it, you know, we have to have some sort of system. We say yes to one person and we got to say yes to everyone. So it, it, it really is one of those things. Um, Kevin, go ahead. Oh, yes. So Trump has made an excellent job explaining all the grievances that are going on regarding this border crisis, and especially all of you panelists have done an excellent job with this. And what really concerns me most is the fact that America is really devolving into this sort of racket. Uh, It's almost uh, similar to socialism in the sense that it's a redistribution of wealth. What we see here is you have all these immigrants that are coming across the border, usually virtually entirely poor, And so they're being entirely hosted on these welfare programs. And so what that does is it takes money from our own U.S. Treasury. It gives them to these people, and they spend this money on these corporate interests. What you know, they're spending it on utilities, um, housing, uh, everyday things, uh, groceries, just uh, regular things. Um, So. Uh, there is this misnomer that illegal aliens are bad for the economy. And in actuality, in the short term, um, at least on paper, they're good for the economy. I'll tell you why. And this is because cheap labor. They are, they are these cogs. They are spending money on the economy, and they are entering the workforce in many cases. Uh, and this is lowering the wages, and these are costing businesses a lot less. And it's taken out at the expense of our government – and these corporations, these businesses are profiting off of that. So what I'm concerned about is how Trump does talk so much about how great our economy is doing, like the GDP, you know, very macroeconomic, how the biggest players are doing in our economy. But at the same time, our small businesses, our regular middle class businesses are taking a large toll. And uh, this, is, this is very problematic And uh, it's not sustainable at all. Um, The reason why us young people are really concerned about this most is because we are paying into Social Security, and uh, we're not expecting whatsoever to to see this being paid back. Um, And just the the debt is skyrocketing. It's uh, it's a really scary situation for us. So uh, we're talking about Ivanka and uh, Jared Kushner, and – from what I've seen, they've never done a conservative action in their life. They're entirely obsessed about this globalistic, um, yep. you know, very much <laughs> let in the immigrants, let in uh, all these different uh, reforms to our country that made it so great. And uh, this, you know, it's very hospitable. You know, oh, we don't want to separate children at the border, so we're going to allow for this chain migration issue to take place. Uh, the list goes on and on, but it's really scary that there is a sort of sacrificing the American people uh, mm-hmm. in order to grow these big business interests. I, I think in many cases um, that Jared Kushner does not have our best interest in mind because um, just as Trump had said in the past that NAFTA is perhaps the worst trade deal in the history of trade deals, and Jared Kushner in response had negotiated a trade deal, the USMCA, that was even worse than NAFTA, and it's the main reason why we're not able to take executive action to protect our country. We're not able to enact tariffs on Mexico without having a a large financial penalty because of it, and it's really put us in a really tricky position. So uh, Trump had said that we're not going to be able to get actual um, 
action against this crisis unless we get the Democratic votes. And the way that I see it is that, well, I guess we're not going to get action. So it's, it's up to us Americans to really come together and uh, support each other, make, make communities that uh, are really going to uh, support each other. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I do want to get um, – I want to welcome ISIS escapee, radical Islam expert, activist, and best-selling author, IQ. IQ, I'll let you go ahead, and uh, then we'll introduce our next guest shortly. But IQ, go ahead. Your thoughts. Well, as I said before, and as one gentleman mentioned it, we keep repeating the same stories every single time. Yep. Donald yep. Trump is 100% correct. All these things can be resolved within 15 minutes, and I agree with him, 15 minutes. You need yeah. to change the law. It's that simple. It's not complicated. Uh, mm-hmm. Compassion has nothing to do with it. It's not because I have no compassion. My compassion, if I were an American, is towards my American people, not uh, towards somebody else from the outside. Compassion stops at the border of the United States of America. You have the most insane, literally, the most insane laws I've ever heard of in any country on yep. earth. You have them. Yes. So when all of you are discussing, what do we do about it? Well, simple. Move them out of office. These politicians, you elected them. Not you personally, but the American people who elected them. But if the American yep. people are so stupid, and 47% of them are definitely 100% stupid, then you have to pay a price. What I find amazing and really disturbing is this. Black people who support the Democrats and Hispanic people who support the Democrats are the ones who are worst hit by the illegal immigrants. Why do I say that? They take from them their jobs. They take from them Social Security. They take from them health. They take from them education. Why would anybody with decency, with logic would allow this to happen. I don't know. It's insanity. You have a dysfunctional system. Talking about it will never solve it. Remove the Democrats completely and finish them. Unless you do that, you are literally having, injecting yourself with the HIV virus. Because not only are the immigrants coming in, I remember when I first tried to come to the United States of America, 30 years ago. I needed to prove I, I don't have TB, tuberculosis. I had to prove that. Those people are coming in. Nobody is checking them, not for background and not for health. Back to you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Very well said, IQ. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, everybody, and we'll be right back with Dan Waugh. Thank you. Where can you find a burger inspired by flavors from near and far that mixes the smoky with the sass of the South? Combines the sweetness of summer with the tang of the country. For savory, sizzling, unexpected flavors. Well, you can find it at McDonald's. The new Bacon Smokehouse Burger. It's the newest flavor of the signature crafted recipes by McDonald's. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? 
Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind the scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, listened to worldwide, 23 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past episodes, past clips, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, please visit our media site, thenextmexgengenusa.com. And don't forget, everybody, in the coming weeks, I will be announcing uh, big news. We will be having many notable people be doing their own shows on the site. So very, good stuff happening, uh, so much excitement, and I, and I can't wait to share it with all of you. Um, I do want to welcome to the show a very popular guy. He's all over the media right now, doing a lot of big things. Uh, Second Amendment advocate, gun spokesman, entrepreneur, musician, commentator, activist, and best-selling author, Dan Watts. How are you, my friend? Welcome back. Hey, Rory. How are you? Thanks for having me on your show again. Absolutely. Well, man, it's uh, it's great to have you here, Dan. I loved having you on the first time. Um, you know, I, wa- I want to get into, obviously, the, the shootings that happened over the weekend. Uh, there were two shootings. There was one in Baltimore, and there was also one, I be- it was in California, and I believe it was San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. But twice in a weekend... I mean, it, it, I mean, I think we've seen this probably before, but I mean, it's excessive, and uh, we just had one a couple last week as well. I mean, when when does this madness end? I mean, it seems like seems to me, Dan, that you know, and I and I don't want to put too much conspiracy theories out there, but I I think sometimes that the Democrats uh, orchestrate some of these attacks uh, for gun control awareness, for you know, different things to cause drama in the, in, the, in the news and make people scared and all that stuff. Uh, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, if, if they don't orchestrate it, they sure do use it to, a, to their advantage, and they sure do exactly. use it Exactly, political agenda. Right, and they create, uh, they use it to create, you know, a narrative. Uh, is really yeah. what, what what's you know what they do like they'll well for instance um, a couple you know the Democrat uh, politicians running for office right now uh, said a bunch of things like Bernie Sanders used words like horrific shooting hatred and bigotry yeah. Uh, yeah. Kamala Harris 
was talking senseless gun violence and hate. Uh, Beto O'Rourke said gun violence and hatred and gun violence. And Joe Biden said, uh, called it today's shooting and worship and fear, and he used bigotry and gun violence. So they use these terms. So they they'll take the the, the event, yep. the tragedy, and they'll use it to their advantage by uh, right. using it to push for for more gun laws. When really, you know, these the. This story, this uh, synagogue one in particular, is really a story yeah. about an anti-Semitic uh, hatred that that's created yeah. on the forget, left. Don't forget what he said. He said, and I, I'm going to quote it to quote it to the best of my ability. But he said something like, "Trump is a is a um, he, he he just he got mad." I'm, I don't I don't remember quote unquote, so I'm not even going to say it. But I do remember what it was related to. He was mad that Trump was such a good friend to the Jewish people, and uh, yeah. you know this was an anti-Trump attack. I mean, this guy was clearly a Democrat. He made it very clear, and it's funny how you didn't see the media say a damn thing about it because we all know it doesn't fit their narrative because it's it's not a Republican uh, crazy man, uh, you know, going out there. So it's just it's sick, and, and as well as with these Democrats, how they never give sympathy or any sort of condolences to the victims or the families. It's all about political agenda. It's sick stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, well, they really don't care about the people who die. They just they just care about, you know, pushing more gun violence because, or more gun, you know, control because they want to control society, and, and they need to get the guns out of the hands of their biggest opposition, which is yeah. real Americans. So, you know, they're going to always do this stuff. And, you know, this is also a story, this synagogue story is is really a story about four heroes who stopped the violent attack. Yeah. You know, we had yeah. uh, Os- Oscar Stewart, who was a Navy vet, and he chased after the killer. Uh, Rabbi Goldstein, he uh, attempted to subdue the killer. Lori Gilbert Kay, she jumped in front of people to save their lives. And then... An off-duty border patrol officer. Border patrol. Right. He runs after the killer with a gun. So he used a gun to stop the killer. You know, this is this is yeah. really about heroes, and it's about the ability to be able to defend yourself with a firearm. And it proves that it works. Yeah. And where's the media? Where's the media? You know, a good guy with a gun saves saves the day. You don't hear the mainstream media mention that at all. No. No, they they really want to use they'll use it for any advantage they can. It's it's, it's really sad, but you know what? We we've we've learned that we have to continue to fight this stuff and we have to change the narrative. Um and because because I heard your previous guest talking about, you know, getting the votes and it's true. We do have to vote them out. But in order to vote them out, we have to uh, we have to change the narrative. We have to convince people that, you know, uh, conservative policies are good. Real, traditional American values are good. Owning guns is good because it proves, it's been proven countless times to save lives. This is how we protect our families. So, but changing that narrative and helping the, the anti-gunners see it in that way is going to get them to vote uh, in a, in a in a productive way. Otherwise, they're all they get is they're they're fed that left wing anti gun you know left wing policy 
agenda, you know, talking points. That's all they that's all they eat. You know, that's their diet. So I, I don't blame them. Honestly, I, I you know, I'll watch CNN and MSNBC to see what the heck they're they're yakking about. And um boy, if I watched that for any length of time, I'd hate Trump too. I mean, they they're horrible. All they do is talk, you know. So but, but that stuff gets in your head. It changes the way people think, and uh, we have to change that narrative back. And it, as sad as sad as this is to say, you know, but it's true. The fact that it seems like one or you know, it seems like one shooting a week is becoming the new norm. Yeah, well, it's because people can't defend themselves. If you take away their ability to defend themselves, and of course, you know, that's why gun-free zones are so popular for killers. It's uh, it's the killer's safe place, you know, safe space. They go, they get to go in there and kill, and uh, you know, so so yeah. If there are more people, more good people with guns, defending themselves and their friends and their and their family and their loved ones, these guys would stop because they don't want bullets coming back at them. Yeah, it, it's very true. I mean, what would you do, Dan? I mean, how would how would you? Stop this. What what would you put into place? I mean, if you had authority, if you had the leverage uh, to to you know get involved with this, what would you do? Well, number one, I'd I'd get rid of gun free zones. We have to stop gun free zones. They're they're uh, they're uh, killing zones. Um, I would uh, get rid of the red flag laws. We have to get rid of these red flag laws. And I would um, yeah. I would uh, I would uh, reinstate. A constitutional carry, which means that across state lines you can, you know, you can carry a gun, so you can travel in and out of different states uh, with concealed carry. Um, so those are those are a few things right there. Restore the Second Amendment the way it was intended. You know, it was, and and, um, and you know, until we do that, all these restrictions, all these. All the restrictions do is they restrict the good people and put us in danger, and uh, and they embolden the killers because it gives them free reign and it takes away their opposition. What do we expect, you know, when we when we when we take away the rights of people to protect themselves? What what would we possibly expect? So so we look at it and we go, what the hell's wrong with these people? Can't they think logically? Can't they see what's going on? The truth is they do see what's going on. This is success to them because what they're doing is they're restricting their opposition. Their opposition is us. Yeah, and, you know, we we really look at, you know, this scenario and, and this terrible epidemic. You know, it's really become a huge problem in, you know, the last, I'd say, 10 years. But before that, we didn't we didn't see this sort of thing that often. And obviously, you know, the 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 law Biden put in place that you just mentioned, the gun free zone, is is probably the stupidest stupidest thing to ever be put uh, into a bill and and, and passed. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, it it basically gives the killer a free invitation. Uh, it, it's sick. Oh yeah, you know definitely. You know the gun-free gun zones are the worst. And I mean, on what planet does it make sense to bus hundreds of children into buildings all across the country five days a week for about eight hours a day, take away all armed opposition, uh, all armed security, and then post signs on the outside of the building letting everyone know that the people inside are unarmed and helpless? This doesn't yeah. make any sense, you know. But yet. After a school killing, 
the Democrats um, stand on the graves of these kids, and they push for more gun restrictions. And when you know when they use terms like assault rifle, it's the stupidest thing. I one of the stupidest things I've ever heard because anything can be used. No, no, they say assault weapon, and they they try to point that to it to to, to classify. Uh, an assault rifle as an assault weapon. And I, I tell everybody, anything can be used as an assault weapon. This is just another stupid label from them. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the, the term assault weapon really wasn't used in the public forum until the 90s when Diane Feinstein and her her gang of uh, gun grabbers brought it into the conversation. You might remember those pictures of Diane Feinstein holding up that AR-15 when they were pushing for that uh, assault weapons ban. They needed to get to, to get rid of these rifles. So what they did, they they needed to call them something. So they created the name and used it and pushed it into the conversation every chance they get. Now it's part of our conversation and it's part of our vocabulary and it's a horrible thing because it didn't really exist until they created it. Yep. No, I, I hear you. I I hear you. Uh, it, it is one of those things. Um, let's go to Bill. Bill, go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a liberal mentality with this gun-free zone. For some reason, it, well, I mean, not for some reason, for a very specific reason, they've, they've created the, the gun as the danger and not the person. You know, it, you look at uh, four or five months ago, and London's murder rate was higher than New York's. And it was done by knives and clubs and and fists and and things of that nature. So you, you, again, you, with guns, you want to you want to stop this kind of gun violence. Now, not like like we're talking about these shootings because these are nutcases. You know, it's like the guy out in California that is he was recently converted Muslim and and did all those shootings. But you want to stop these Chicago style guns and robberies and people getting killed like that, you start putting people in jail for 25 to 30 years. For You arm a, you, you rob a store, doesn't matter. If you have a gun, doesn't matter if you fire a shot. If you miss the guy, doesn't matter. It's 25 years. It, it, it's just like the immigration. You, you, want, you, have to, you have to make it where it's a punishment. These guys, I saw an article the other day where in Chicago, white guy steals a car, gets five years in prison, Black guy shoots a a, a a clerk in a in a robbery gets eighteen months. Hmm. Okay, now the, the and it, you want to stop if you look at at the gun free zones. If you go into Dallas or Houston or San Antonio, you'll see those signs everywhere. If you come out to like where I live in Texas, the sign says we have arms. And we will shoot you if you're trying to hurt our children. And there's a cop car, most 99.5% of the time, there's a cop car sitting in front of the school and a cop walking around in the halls and being buddies with the kids and, and, and having a very good interaction. And, but to, in those liberal areas, the guns are the, the enemy. I mean, I've seen it. And, you, you know, you, that's what you have to – you have to control humans. You can't. There, there's guns. It doesn't matter. Take all the guns away. People are going to use machetes. What do you? You know, I mean, or they'll use cars, or they'll use, you know, fertilizer, or what? You know, McVeigh. He killed how many? Didn't have a gun. 
So, okay. you know, you don't need guns. It, it, it's And again, it, you know, these it, we're making things too complex. You have to make things simple, st- stupid. If you don't want, want millions and millions of immigrants here, cut off the money. That's very simple to do. You make it to where you know, if you're an employer and you hire an illegal alien, you might end up in prison for five or ten years. And you and you put in these welfare programs where they have overseers that are, are, are experts in fraud and for like people out of the CIA and the FBI and the DOJ and all that. And the same thing, you you take these people that's 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 a felonies for doing getting a false assurance, and you put start people putting in prison, and that that kind of thing will will also diminish down to where it's a non-problem. But the liberals know that they don't have to fire a shot. To destroy uh, the American society and and white people and the 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 capitalistic system, if they just flood this country with so much that it, it eventually bankrupts, and then the whole population has no choice to either divvy up and start growing your own food and and having your own power generators and protecting yourself with a gun, and the rest of the people live in oppression. Yeah, uh, Dan, I'll let you, I, want to, I want you to respond to that, Dan. Go ahead. Well, you know, what he said about the uh, London, uh, yeah, he's, he's right, absolutely right. London and uh, New York City are, are comparable cities in many ways, and, and London exceeded New York recently in uh, homicides, but they didn't use guns. So, so it just goes to show you that he's right. The guns are not the issue. It's human violence. And I always say... You know, there's no such thing as gun violence. And that's – see, the term gun violence is at the center of their fear campaign. Um, but I always say there's no such thing. Gun violence doesn't exist. And people look at me cross-eyed at first when I say that. But the truth is we're really not talking about gun violence. It, we're talking about human violence. But if we were to shine a spite, uh, spotlight on human violence, we'd be forced to talk about Open borders, sanctuary cities, rampant uh, pharmaceutical drug use, uh, welfare dependency. We'd have to talk about, you know, um, you know, violent political, politically motivated groups like Antifa. We'd have to talk about all, you know, fatherless homes, all sorts of stuff that would shine a light on failed Democrat policies. So they don't want to talk about that stuff. They want you to think it's all because of guns. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's it is a hypocrisy and you know, the left is really um they they really just want to take control over our society and we're the opposition. We won't let them and they hate that. Yeah. Uh Bill, I'll let you respond. Go ahead, Bill. No, I, I think he, he, he's right. I, I, I think we're we're you, you your society dictates the the mentality of human behavior, and right now we we they've created a society of rage and hate, and you're the enemy, and you're a racist, and you're a bigot, and because that's all they have, they they can't combat you on on moralities in in any way that's why you you know i just seen a thing in california where they've now in part of their criteria or curriculum of of education is that they're they're labeling pedophilia as a a a sexual preference yeah that's not a sexual preference these people are sick it's a freaking crime it's a perversion 
it's a, it's a, the this and, and that just allows and that's what these little things that that's you know why isn't there somebody going into California and saying you know you this is this is harming our children you can't do this I you know and that's where you get caught up in these giant bureaucracies where is it is it illegal to say it's an, a preference when when everybody on the freaking earth knows that this is not a preference it, it, it's a mental you know abomination I don't even know what you'd call it it's evil that's what it is it's a preference it's a it's completely ludicrous. It really is. Um, Dan, were you saying something? No, 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 no. That's I. I agree. You know, they really want okay. to change society, and and they're right. doing everything they can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're doing they really are. Doctor Prince, go ahead. Oh, sorry. You, no, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, cut off yeah. for a second. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Branch. Go ahead. Okay. I, I, I want to talk about you know Dan. Dan has some. And Bill also has has some good points. First of all, Kamala Harris, the very first thing that she did is she said is because of Trump, this shooting out here in California, even though the shooter labeled Trump as a Jew-loving Zionist. And yep. to me, this is just unacceptable. This lady is running for president of the United States. To jump to any conclusions like that is just horrific. But I like what Dan said, because when this happened, I thought to myself, when this shooting happened out in California, I thought to myself uh, about what happened in New Zealand when, when over 50 people were killed. And Dan has the right point. The right point is this is, you know, and, and the, the shooting is horrific, the, the death is horrific, the, the wounding is horrific. So I'm not minimizing it. But it is it shows what happens when a people, a body of people, gets up, trains themselves to be from a soft target to a hardened target or even you know less soft, not a hard target. And that's what happened. They had active shooter um, uh, drills at that synagogue. They planted weapons in that synagogue just for this. And the people were emboldened, and they stood up against this guy. And that's how you make a soft target harder. You know. And to me, it was a success story, what happened. And this is something that should be going on. It should be a, 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 the narrative that should be on all media that this is what soft targets should be. So these gun-free zones that Bill is talking about need to go. Absolutely, and I know Dan said that as well. They need to go. We need people in those schools, and, and I'm a big advocate for that, in our schools that are armed, and we need that. Now, going back on what Bill was saying about you know pedophilia, uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but there is an active uh, course out there that many states, uh, the left is really pushing, and it's called um, um, Comprehensive Sexuality Training. It starts at five years old and goes all the way up to where kids in high school and junior high are role-playing uh, with same sex, role-playing. They have narratives. They go off. This is something brought in by Planned Parenthood and the left. So if what Bill is saying is alarming to you, 
vote against comprehensive sexuality education. This is not just the sex ed that we had when we were kids. You know, you put a man and a woman together, a baby will happen. Don't have sex until you're married. That's what we had. This is now comprehensive sexuality training where it's okay, Bill, to say to yourself, this is what I'm attracted to. It's okay. Well, it's not okay. It really is not okay, and it's an indoctrination, and people should really get behind getting rid of this initiative, and it's happening all across the United States right now. So we need to look into that. Right. Uh, Dan, I'll let you respond, and then I'm going to go to Kevin. But, Dan, go ahead. Well, you know, that's pretty heavy, and I didn't know about that. And, and just listening to uh, this is is really disturbing. Uh, and the names that they call these things, too, the comprehensive sexuality uh uh, training or whatever it was, they, they make it sound like it's a technical thing, and they make it. The, the titles always sound good. <laughs> you know, when when anything that the Democrats put together, any kind of liberal policy like this, is usually the exact opposite. It's always it's terror. It's 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 you know terrorizing uh, children and things. So yeah I, I totally agree that that was disturbing to hear you talk about that and um I will definitely look into into that and learn a little bit more about it myself so thank you for that uh kevin Kevin go ahead oh yeah so the uh shooting especially in California was absolutely horrible and uh as all shootings really are. And what we see here is, uh, as always, I mean, it's always a blame game of uh, who did what and uh, who encouraged this and why are we here and what could we do, how could we restrict guns. And uh, absolutely, especially in California, we're seeing uh, more movements to stifle uh, stifle, uh, especially gun rights. And uh, what I'm noticing is uh, free speech as well, and uh, that's – especially the right-wing community is being blamed for this. Um, and then, of course, we have the us right-wing people that are blaming uh, people like uh, Congresswoman Omar and um, other entities. So it really is, um, I think, a big uh, agitation, an, almost an, uh, an arms race, uh, you could say, of uh, who's to blame. So what I'm saying is I could imagine that there's going to be uh, much more of this happening and we better believe that uh, we are able to defend ourselves from uh, all these different factions of people uh, shooting at each other, essentially. And so uh, wh- what I really want to ask Dan is what he thinks about the fact that uh, well, what I think is that the First Amendment and the Second Amendment go together so well, because especially with uh, that uh, New Zealand shooter, he created a manifesto, and now that inspired this California shooter, and he created a manifesto, and they both seem to insinuate that uh, free speech was being uh, you know, taken down from the internet, uh, that they weren't able to say what they want, so they needed to create violence in order to get this attention. Um, and so, I, I, I mean, of course, you could get these manifestos out there without hurting anyone. So I hope no one hurts anyone, but uh, would you imagine that uh, with, without this uh, free speech, that there would be more violence? Without free speech, would there be more violence? Um, 
Yeah, possibly. I, I think the Second Amendment is probably more important. I, well, I definitely think the Second Amendment is more important because once you take the power away from people to defend themselves, um, then then you've you've got them. Then you can then you can tell them what to, what they have to say. You know, I, I think of Jordan Peterson. You guys might know who Jordan Peterson is from Canada. Um, he 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 was fighting against his government, who was uh, not only taking away his free speech uh, um, with what the way he talked to transgender people and things uh, but they were their law their new law demanded that he say specific things so it was not only taking away free speech but it was forcing speech making you say something and and that's what he was fighting against cuz he wouldn't say something that he didn't believe um, so, so free speech, yes, uh, but the Second Amendment's more important in my view because when you take that power away from people, um, then you got them. Then you can do. Then you can make them do whatever you want. So that Second Amendment protects all the other amendments, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, Gianni, 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 go ahead. Yeah, I, w- I would say I agree with what everyone's been saying. I mean, I've just been having a ball listening to everyone's like opinions on things. So, I think with the Second Amendment, I think the issue is culture, like we've been saying. Because see, it's because I, I I've talked to people you know that live in the Bible Belt and I'm from New York City, so it's a totally different culture up here. And I've talked to people that live in the Bible Belt and. People that back in the you know seventies and sixties that talk about they were bringing their shotguns to school at the back of the truck and it was no issue. You never had school shootings, you never had any of these things. And I think that has to do. I don't mean to get religious, but I think that has to do that you know morality and God and the gospel and things of that nature are very vital to you know southern uh, culture, and they have this moral compass in them. That really protects, you know, those areas from these atrocities. But however, if you go to these cities like Chicago, New York, L.A., that are in Seattle, that are not really, you know, they don't really have a foundation in morality and God, that's where you see most of the gun violence at. And that's why they somehow need some kind of, um, I would say, rule book to keep them in order. And, 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 and that's the thing. It's, it's not coming from the heart. It's coming from their flesh. It's coming from, you know, sin. And it's coming from these things. And I really feel like um, if you look any all the way past the 60s, like I always used to say, when the late 60s and the counterculture uh, came, it really – you really saw the degrada- deg- degradation of, you know, the culture. And you saw things go way, way left. And I think the more communism, the more uh, socialism, the less uh, 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 religious morality that we have in our culture, that is what, you know, really destroys the structure that we have. It Because, see, this is what people don't like to talk about. People don't like to admit that religion is about structure, and that it's not necessarily a bad thing. And you've seen that, you know, the less religious we have gotten – the more morality we have lost in our culture, and it, it, it really is, um, it, it really is scary. You know, I'm not one to mix, you know, church and state, uh, church and state together, but I feel like 
I really don't understand how, you know, when it comes to the Second Amendment and things of that nature, I don't understand how liberals can be so against it. Because, I mean, if, if you even look at the black community, the Second Amendment is a very important thing in the black community with protecting themselves. They don't understand that in the black community back in, you know, the KKK and all these people – they use gun control. It was Democrats. All, this, all, all of these policies that they have are always the same. If you look at the Democrats and you look how they use gun control uh, 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 to take the guns out of the hands of people, you know, that were, you know, black or you know, colored, and that was the, that made them an easy target. And that's what I feel like we're going on in America today is if we let our guard down and if we don't uphold the Second Amendment, there can be this communist, I believe. Reaction that can possibly lead, lead us to a civil war. So I, I'm really um, praying and hoping, and I'm really thinking about these things that, you know, how what do we do? Like, how do we stop these school shootings? And I really think that number one is uh, we need to bring back the insane asylum. I mean, let's just be honest, because if you look in Seattle, most of these people that are committing these crimes, you know, most of these people that are on drugs. Most of these people that are homeless, all these people always have a mental issue with them, and we need to bring back the insane asylums. I'm also for, you know, certain teachers in schools or certain people, you know, in public areas like hotels and things to be armed. I mean, that's just how we have to do it. Like one of your guests said that if you have a, a gun-free zone, uh, uh, you know, outside of your uh, establishment, that lets the killer know or the crazy person know, hey, that's a free target for me to just shoot everybody because nobody's armed there. So I really believe that we need to bring back, number one, morality in the hearts of people, whether wherever you are in the United States, we need to bring that, bring back that morality and that old school culture. Uh, number two, we definitely need to uphold the Second Amendment and make sure that most Americans are armed. Yes, we need to have uh, uh, stronger background checks, but I believe we need to start arming people in these establishments, whether you're in church, whether you're in school, whether you're in public, whether you're at a concert, I don't care where you are, we need to start arming people. So I believe it's morality, number one, needs to be instilled in the heart of people again by you know some kind of spiritual experience. And number two, we need to start arming people again because if you start arming people, I guarantee you there will be no knucklehead that will go to any place that they know people are armed to go kill them. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yep, an armed society is a polite society. Another thing I might add to to every, everything you said was fantastic, and um, you know, another thing I might add is the family structure. You know, there's a a lot to be said for a a dad and a mom in the household, eating dinner together, the whole family, you know, having conversations about how everyone's doing and discussing things. And, you know, uh, I'm not saying that kids can't be raised in single-parent homes and and raised well, but the kids have a much better chance when, when there's a family structure. And, um, you know, I tried, my wife and I tried very hard, and we did that with our son. We're very proud, but um, not every kid gets that. But when they do, they have, they seem to have a better, uh, they seem to have a better understanding of, of how to handle life when they get out in the real world. Um, so, yeah, and, and the, uh, you know, the insane asylum thing, that's a real interesting topic because he's right. You know, we have people who have mental illness 
living in the streets. These are people that all of a sudden they're out in public and they can't necessarily handle being out in public. Um, they don't know how to function in society as well. Uh, they might need help, and they're not getting it. So, you know, any and, and by the way, anybody who kills another person has a mental issue, you know, if they, unless it's in self-defense, of course. But um, to just go out and kill people in a church or a, a mosque or a synagogue or whatever, you have a problem, and that person shouldn't be roaming the streets. So the insane yeah. asylum, that's a conversation that, uh, that's pretty interesting. I, I'd like to get more into that at some level. Well, yeah. Uh, very well said. Uh, l- let's go to uh, D- Daryl. I want to go to you, Daryl. I know you have a lot to say on this issue. Go ahead, Daryl. Yeah, so I'm really happy with uh, Gianni's comments that we opened this up to culture because obviously that's that's where I'm going to go on this. and. My point here was going to start with – well, actually, a couple of things I want to get to actually before we get to this. Um, comprehensive sexuality training, and, and I've said this many times before, academic reform starts with prosecution, and, and this is precisely the reason why I say that. Comprehensive sexuality training uh, is sexual abuse of minors, okay? And it is entirely unacceptable, and, and not only am I opposed to allowing this, It. Was I was I muted for a second? Yeah, you got disconnected for one second. You go ahead though. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, let me back up. Comprehensive sexuality training is sexually abusive to minors. It is sexual abuse of minors. It is not just a matter of bad policy that needs to be rejected. And my message to anyone listening is that if this somehow passes in your state and you participate in this, following orders is unacceptable on something so deeply perverted and satanic, okay? And then we talk now about the, the, the shootings, the shootings, and we spend the majority of the time, and again, I'm happy the conversation was expanded earlier, but we spend the majority of the time talking about gun rights, and yet we all agree that this is a matter of culture. So what we need to be doing is instead of talking about gun rights when these things happen, we have to talk about uh, culture. We have to talk about doing things like federal ban on pornography. We have to talk about things like meaningful standards on art in Hollywood. That's going to be my message is how many of these shootings are we going to allow to happen before we're going to take what's been coming out of Hollywood, the main driver for these problems, the cultural collapse? Because this is exactly right. This is what it is. It's the individual. It is a two-pronged – there is the reality of the weapon – but then there's the reality of the individual. And clearly the thing that has changed in this country over the past 50 or 60 years is not access to weapons. What's happened is that there is a complete breakdown of the family structure, and Gianni correctly points out that this goes to the retraction of faith. That leads to the retraction of family. So, so my response to these things is to come out with an, an immediate set of aggressive policy proposals that attack culture and that will – confront them rather than sitting back and waiting for them to come to us for for our guns. I'm going to be immediately calling for, for example, the restoration of the intact family requirement for any welfare recipient benefits. Okay, that's exactly correct. The family structure has been assaulted and, and completely reduced to now one of many, many alternatives. When you have a society that has families and that has faith, you don't have 
the amount of prevalent disturbed individuals that we have. We have a generation of young men that are not properly socialized. Uh, they're growing up in, in uh, these defunct single-parent households. They don't have proper male leadership that they have access to. And on top of it, they have a culture that is demonizing them. So they're being pushed in a corner, and they're not getting any proper direction about how to get out of there. And so these types of events are going to continue happening until we take culture seriously, and we have to take it seriously through policy, not just rhetoric. We need to change these things. I don't know how many more of these shootings we can allow to happen before we take what's going on in Hollywood seriously, before we declare martial law in Hollywood and we seize control of the entertainment industry. Back to you. Very, very well said. Um, yeah. I do I do want to go to Mike Peters. I know you have a lot of thoughts. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, how are you doing, gentlemen? Dan, how are you? It's Mike from down in Westchester. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm doing fine. I guess I'm one of the other gun nuts here in New York State. But I'll <laughs> tell you one thing. I look at a, a larger picture. There's a much larger picture that everybody's a little overlooking. We're looking at the subject the wrong way. We're looking at it through a straw. And that straw doesn't show the larger picture. Number one, you've got liberals, Democrats, progressive, whatever you want to label these social misfit, these, these maniacs. What they want to do is they want to, as they keep saying, fundamentally change. They want to change society. They want to change everything about it. And their warped sense of compassion is what's hamstringing all of us, including themselves. Now, what they did, if you look at it, uh, Dan and, and uh, Rory, look in your your messages on Facebook. I put a link in there to an article from 2013 when we were battling the SAFE Act and Governor Cuomo, tooth and nail. Now, that was from January. And what did this guy do? He cut loose. It came out to like 6,000 lunatics that they cut loose from the insane asylums. They let them loose on our streets. Well, some of them went to halfway houses. We have to be compassionate and understand that we can't institutionalize them. Yeah, wow, that's great. Now you've got people getting pushed off subway platforms and attacked with hammers in New York City, and the lunatics are running and living among us. But if they get their hands on a gun, we need gun control. No, we don't. We need lunatic and criminal control. And you're the ones, the politicians are the ones that are creating this situation. But instead of really recognizing it and sitting back and saying, gee, our policies are flawed and this compassion is messed up and we better change the way we're thinking. No, it's, it's the gun. Oh, my goodness, we have to do something about the gun. But see, it plays into a larger picture because liberals hate accountability and they hate authority unless it's in their hands. They don't like the police. They don't like anyone or anything that has the ability to tell them no. They don't want that. And what does the gun tell them? That's a sign of a symbol of authority. We've got to do something about that because these redneck Republicans and conservatives, no, we can't do that. They can't be armed. They can't be trusted. Even our veterans, we know that. Remember Janet Reno? Remember her comment about the veterans? They fear anything. So now when they take these policies and they decide to make laws that are based on fear, based on paranoia, they get the ear of mom, pa, kettle. The average American who doesn't know the difference doesn't know the difference between 762.54 and 762.51. They don't know. They don't know anything about firearms. So they, oh, my goodness, there have been studies done. Margaret, did you hear there's a study done? It's a health <laughs> issue. Oh, my goodness. We have to do something. Let Schumer make a law. I have a right to feel safe. No, you don't. 
It doesn't say you have a right to feel safe in the Constitution. What planet are you on? And then they said, well, all these murders. Okay, well, let's get back to the lunatics. What, has anybody ever heard of the Bath School disaster in 1927? Most people don't, and I bring it up when I argue with them. 38 school children were killed, six adults, and 58 other people hurt. From what? A guy that was nuts and had dynamite. Now, what about the Happy Land fire? In 1990, in New York City, 87 people were trapped and burned, died, down in, in the Bronx from a dollar's worth of gasoline from another lunatic. And I happen to be friends with the guy who was the lead uh, uh, detective for the, for the NYPD that, that was on that case. And he told me a lot about it. Now, when you bring this stuff up, they say, well, those are isolated incidents, like 9-11. That was an isolated incident. We can't look at that. It doesn't fit their reality. They don't want to hear it. So the larger picture is they want to change our society. They're attacking everything from Kate Smith to everything about statues or traditions or anything with America, anything that doesn't fit their utopian views, and guns are right up there with it. And it's part of – it's something they want to attack. Sorry for the rant, guys. I was trying to squeeze it in as fast as I could. Uh, No, no, you're good. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Dan. I want to let you respond. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I – Totally agree. They want to. They want to. They want to change society, and they don't want to hear uh, any any opposing views. And so, you know, I, I love it when they when people say, "Well, you know, we, we're you we don't want to compromise." Well, no, we, you're, it's that's true. We we won't. We can't compromise with these people. There's no compromising with with you know uh, with Democrats. Their their views are too radical. They they definitely want control. You know, and I, and I think uh, Mike just. Said when he talked something about, you know, there's a difference in ideology, a real stark difference between liberals and and, and conservatives. You know, liberals want that controlled environment. They want yep. uh, laws, rules, regulations. To them, that feels safe. And I think Mike said it is because something to the effect that they don't want responsibility or accountability. They don't want to take responsibility. They want government no. to be responsible or their parents or professor or whoever. So yeah. so that's the ideology they want to live in. Um yeah. and they they want to be controlled by the by their government. They like that because it feels safe. But yeah. conservatives they don't conservatives want freedom. We understand that if we screw up, we'll, we'll take responsibility, and when we succeed, we will uh, enjoy those successes. Um, so the difference in ideology is, is very stark, but they can't have their liberal utopia unless we get on board, and we're not getting on board. And the one thing that we have that allows us to not have to get on board is guns, and and they don't right. like that one bit. So. So yeah, so it's that's yeah, the difference. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. yeah. Go ahead, Gianni. And then, and then I got to yeah, go to IQ, gonna... and then I got to introduce our next guest. But go ahead, Gianni. Yeah, you know, I, I would say, you know, when it comes to the whole, I got two things. When it comes to, you know, liberals and you know, conservative, I feel like that term is very much outdated now. Because I mean, when you used to talk about liberal, you know, you thought about the the JFKs and, you know, all those people. And Bill Clinton, he wasn't as bad, you know. He was uh, he was okay. He was a pretty much moderate Democrat. And that is definitely changing. What we have is not the Democratic Party that, you know, was your grandfather's or your father's Democratic Party. This is a total communist, socialistic, anti-American 
uh, political movement that has taken over the left. And I really feel sad for them. And there's a few that are left, like Tulsi Gabbard. She's an okay Democrat. You know what I mean? There's a few Democrats that are left that are traditional and they love America. But I feel like it, it, it leads me to even Hollywood. If you look at Hollywood, because I'm a director and I'm an actor, you know, I've, I've, I've been in a few movies and, you know, I've directed my own movies, going to be on Netflix very soon. You know, I'm a, I, I, I understand and I do the history on Hollywood. If you look at Hollywood back in what they call the golden age, they always in every meeting, they had, you know, these clauses, these morality clauses, you know, for actors. And they had these uh, 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 ministers and they had priests and they had these people you know, rabbis, they had these people come in to make sure that the movie wasn't over-sexualized or uh, 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 over-violent. Because if you look at the 1920s, it was very, you know, uh, uh, wow, wow, west in the movie. And then what happened when these religious clauses and all these things started coming in, they would invite these people in the meeting while making the movie about how we can keep the movie safe, you know, how it can be just romance and not necessarily you know, lust and sex and these things. And I think when we actually think about going back into Hollywood, we need to have conservatives that are actors that have these gifts, not forsake and say, oh, well, Hollywood's a liberal, you know, cesspool, so let's forget about it. We need to say there are need, there needs to be conservatives that have to stand up and take over, and we need to start making our own independent films and bring Hollywood back to its former glory. And, and and Hollywood was a very conservative place that people don't know about it. And that's why Hollywood put up these images where you look on Hollywood t- television, you look on the TV shows back in the 50s and 60s. What did you always see? You always saw families. That's what you always saw. You saw families. You saw uh, 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 morality. You know, you saw relationships. You saw lessons, true life lessons coming out of the movies at that time. And ever since that, I feel like that late 1960s, like I said, I keep coming back to that, that counterculture came. Ever since then, you know, Hollywood has really been loosening everything now. And that's why the movies are not good anymore. And that's why the culture has begun to accept all these things. There was a movie that came out in 2012, actually. And believe it or not, it was about a guy who was on uh, uh, – I can't can't remember the name, but it's a guy who was on Wall Street, and he literally took a gun, and he's shooting everybody that he sees, just shooting random people. And then you got games like Grand Theft Auto, where you can just go into an airport and just kill everyone. So I mean, I mean, I mean, what do you think is gonna happen when when these kids are seeing these things? They're gonna be like, listen, let's duplicate this stuff. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if you have these things where it's just like, oh, you know, movies where people are, you know, just, you know, killing people for no reason, these things is what changes culture. So Hollywood needs to go back to the culture of showing, you know, like the Brady Bunch and these things of that nature where everything was about family or, you know, the Cosby shows and all these people back in the 80s, you know, that was all about family. And I think Hollywood dictate culture. That's what people don't understand. And if you want to dictate culture, you know, you do it through the music and you do it through the media. Yeah. Well said. Very, very well said. Uh, IQ, I know you have many thoughts. Go ahead, IQ. And then I'm going to get to uh, our next guest. But IQ, go ahead. Two things I would like to mention. Whenever somebody speaks about gun control, 
she always asked them, name one or two NRA members who mass slaughtered anybody. This is so important because they always talk about the NRA as the enemy of the American people, but in fact the NRA is the support of the American people. Another item. They talk about gun culture in United States of America. That's not true. There was no, there's no such thing as gun culture. Even when you were cowboys, you had rule of law. In Israel and in Switzerland, the soldiers are armed when they go home. There are no instances whatsoever in 72 years of a soldier or anyone in the armed forces took a gun and killed innocent people. It is not the gun, as all of you have agreed. It is the people behind the gun. And the criminal will get a gun no matter what the laws are, as you see it in all of your cities. These things should be pointed out whenever somebody is accusing you. Back to you, sir. Very well, Sin. You're absolutely right, I see you. No matter what laws they put into place, you're never going to get the millions of illegal, drugs, illegal guns off the street. It's just never going to happen. And uh, it just all it does is leave the good guy defenseless. Um, uh, D- David, though, I want to um, play a quick clip of what Trump said about the shooting. Uh, it's just about a minute clip, uh, and then we'll, we're going to talk about it real quick, and then i got to introduce our next guest, but uh, one for People that were affected, the families, their loved ones, by the obviously looks right now, based on my last uh, conversations, looks like a hate crime. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. With respect to the synagogue in California near San Diego, and uh, we're doing some very heavy research. We'll see what happens, what comes up. At this moment, it looks like a hate crime. But my deepest sympathies to all of those affected, and we'll get to the bottom of it. It looks like the person was apprehended, no more danger, uh, and law enforcement's done a fantastic job. Fantastic job. Okay? I'm heading out to Wisconsin right now. We have a lot of people, and they've been lined up for... So, yeah, I mean, the president... Uh... Always, always great with, uh, you know, giving, giving his, uh, you know, condolences and, and deepest uh, regards. Um, D- Dan, I, I, I do, I do want to, I do want to let you go here in the next minute or so, but where do you, final question, where do you see, uh, you know, the, the, these tragedies going? Do you see them uh, being more common or do you see them decreasing? How do you see the future? Well, if we can't do something about gun-free zones, um, I, I do see them as being more more common. You know, unfortunately, I, I have to I have to think and I have to have some faith in humanity that uh, people will start waking up uh, as we see more of these tragedies. Um, and the more conservatives and gun owners start speaking out and making their voice heard. Uh, the more we have a better chance of of changing the the narrative in our society and uh, bringing back more of a a, a, a gun ownership uh, you know um, you know view of in this country so so you know good and bad uh, I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go but I do know that we all need to keep fighting and keep speaking our mind and keep uh, opposing these ridiculous uh, liberal progressive uh, you know policies. 
Very, very well said. And please tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, thank you. Um, GoodGunBadGuy.net or GoodGunBadGuy.com, or you can search Good Gun Bad Guy on Amazon. Dan, we really appreciate having you on, and we'll have you back again soon. Thank you, sir. Well, thanks, fellas. I had a great time, great conversation. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. We'll be right back, everybody. We'll, we'll be right back with Jiggy Jaguar. Jiggy Jaguar. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaysSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse harder blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show worldwide. Listened to in 23 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past episodes, past shows, or any 24-7 breaking news coverage, please visit our media site, thenextgenusa.com. And don't forget, everybody, in the coming weeks, I have a big, big announcement and a lot of details to share with you. We will be having many notable people on our new network, The Next Gen USA, uh, having their own shows, having their own, all that good stuff. So a a lot of great announcements coming soon. I do want to welcome to the show, first time on the show, very popular guy, popular talk show host, political commentator, and activist, Jiggy Jaguar. How are you, my friend? Hey, what's going on? How are you, my man? Oh, I'm doing well, man. It's great to have you here. Um, Since it's your first time on the show, uh, like I do with all my guests, tell us us about yourself, how it all started, the great chapters, uh, the great accomplishments, you know, what, uh, how it all started, all that good stuff. Oh, we, we don't have enough time for all that. However, I did hear uh, in your last segment you had IQ Albrezoli on it. He's still here. He's still with us, IQ. IQ, what's Of course on, I am. Baby? How are of you? course I am. <laughs> Thank you. How are you, my man? I'm very well. Thank you very much, sir. Now, uh, IQ uh, is, is on my show each and every uh, Tuesday. And uh, last week we had some technical difficulties, so I'm glad that uh, he wasn't assassinated and he's still with us. That's good to hear that he's still with us. 
You're cutting out a little bit, Jimmy. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm glad that I, too, wasn't assassinated. I, I, I was worried last week when he broke up the show. He was on my show on Tuesdays, and we had some Skype difficulties, and we couldn't get a hold of him. And, I, and then when I heard his voice tonight, I'm like, thank God no one got to him. So, <laughs> that, that, is, that is quite funny. Um, so, Jiggy, I want to I ask you, what, what's going on, man? What's yeah. going on? Well, uh, we... We have been doing this, uh, this, this, this little program, the Jimmy Jaguar Show, for uh, a heck of a long time, since 93. And uh, we're on iHeartRadio. We're syndicated all over the place. Uh, we're on AMFM247.com. We're, we're, we're doing Skype calls and video interviews. And I pretty much will talk to anybody that will talk to me. So that's just got to help me do things. Um, I did hear uh, earlier when you guys were talking about uh, the guns and everything, um, I will have to say that uh, I do agree with, with the gentleman who said that uh, we need to figure out some way to fix the family structure because uh, I, I think that's a, a real big issue with the fact that uh, there's all these crazies running around uh, shooting people. Uh, video game thing, yeah, people have been bitching about video games for years. They haven't gotten any better, and they haven't gotten any worse, and people are still killing each other because of the video games. But. I, you know, what, what, how would you, how would you do things differently with it? I mean, what would you, what would you do? Well, uh, I'm, I'm very unpopular when I start talking about going after the uh, pharmaceutical industry and all the different things where they dope all these people up and all these weird drugs that people are on and the, the doctors are prescribing people to take this and take that. But uh, that's one place I would start. But uh, the pharmaceutical industry, they have uh, they have a lot of money invested in Washington. So that's probably never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it it, uh, it really it really never ends. Um, I, Jiggy, it's going a little fuzzy on your connection. Do, do you have a, can you get it a little more clear? Uh, can you hear me a, a, a little bit better now? Yeah, that that's much 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 better. Um, I want I want to get into various topics, and, and I want everybody to comment. But Jiggy, I'm going to start with you. You know, we look at we look at what's going on. You know, with with the left. You know, with with their agenda, with what they're what they're trying to do. And it's 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 insanity. Just the, the the articles and and the the things I read on a daily basis, uh, it, it's insane. I mean, they want to give social security to illegals. They want to give free college tuition to illegals. They want to give slavery reparations to blacks. They want to you know pay for college for everybody. They want to basically do everything that is socialism. That is third world country ideology, you know, they, they want to, uh, universal health care for all, anybody that knows Medicare for all, uh, the situation, and anybody that knows Medicare, I know people that are on it, and it's like cattle call, it's like the DMV, it's, it's like Southwest Airlines, so the fact that, you know, there are certain people that want Medicare for all, <laughs> 
I mean, I, I, most of those people, obviously, are the people that can't afford good health insurance. You know, there has to be obviously something which Trump is working on with the insurance agent, with the, with the insurance industry, because there's a lot, uh, you know, a lot of issue with that. But it, it's not going to be anywhere near the craziness of Medicare for all. I mean, that's that is just ludicrous. You want you want to put all these different uh, doctors in different places out of business, and you, you want to cause all this friction. Uh, it's it's crazy, and we have. The, 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 just the campus statues. I mean, the statues need to come down after hundreds of years. The statues, oh, I'm so offended. Oh, it, Matt, it's so offensive to me. I mean, get, get fucking real. These people need to grow up. They, they just don't stop. And I'm hearing whiteness is terrorism. White people are the enemy. White people need to go. White people are responsible for all of it. When does it end, Jiggy? Well, you know, you bring up the uh, whiteness and terrorism thing. Uh, I, I, I did like the uh, the fact that Joe Biden, who is as white as you can get, hired for his uh, campaign a contributor from CNN who uh, said that, that whiteness is, uh, is is crazy. And I'm like, well, I guess when whiteness is giving you a paycheck, it, 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 it is. It, it's you know. It's insane. It really is. I want to. I want to go to. Fine. And as far as as far as the statues go, uh, yeah. I don't know what it, when when we started doing this thing is we had to uh, race our history. We had to knock all these statues down, get rid of all these things, and rename all this stuff because, well, you know, it might offend them. You're cutting out. You're still cutting out. Okay, can, can you hear me a little bit better? A little bit, yeah. It's a little fuzzy, though, but go ahead. That, that, that fixed it at all. <laughs> uh, Dr. Branch, go ahead. There's something wrong uh, with the connection. Dr. Branch, go ahead. Well, I hope my connection's better, too, because I'll tell you, what, we're yep, in a heck better. of a storm out here right now. We're in a heck of a storm. Yeah. So, hey, Jiggy, ja- uh, uh, Jiggy Jaguar, this is great, man, to have you on the show, uh, fan, and, uh, you know, keep keep on keeping on. But, uh, you know, I, I like what you're saying about the family. I like what you're saying about, you know, the, you know, how we have to get back. And I know Giambi said this as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of alarmed that uh, Daryl's the only one that's ever heard of uh, comprehensive sexuality education, uh, because right now uh, we have to look at the United Nations, the CDC, even the Girl Scouts have endorsed comprehensive sexuality education. That's kindergarten through 12th grade. You know, what Giambi was saying about, you know, the the way it used to be in the you know, the 50s and 60s to where it is now, well, if you yeah. think that's bad, you should see where it's going. All yeah. you have to do is go and look at some of these tapes on what this education includes. Uh, you know, teaching five-year-olds about masturbation, teaching little girls how to put condoms on. You know, this is true, and this is happening, and this is what, you know, in teaching Children at any age, at any age, if they want to have sex, it is okay. And to me, that's where the world is going on the left. 
and people need to, you know, I, you know, I, I know Daryl knows all about it, you know, future president here, but we need to make sure that, you know, we're all educated on this because this, this is a huge thing that we should be alarmed about. When I ran for superintendent of public construction, I was a vocal voice against it. In Arizona, right. we had a law up until two weeks ago. It was called the No Promo Homo Law. Now, that was the name of the law. The idea was in no class could you promote homosexuality. Uh, but now that law is gone. The new superintendent of public instruction led an effort to get rid of that law. The reason why is she wants to change this state into comprehensive sexual uh, sexuality education. It's CSE. So, you know, I hope people look it up because, Giambi, if you don't like where the world is going, you need to be really alarmed about this. Uh, Gianni, I'll let you, I'll let you respond. Uh, but, you know, Dr. Branch, you bring up, you know, education. And, you know, uh, I, I like how you brought that up because we have people on the left that are so convinced about climate change and they're so obsessed with it, you know, and, and you have these politicians that are filling their brains with all this BS about it, and, and it's totally brainwashing them. And now it was announced that California restaurants are going to be charging 1% global warming tax. I kid everybody not. It sounds insane, and it sounds stupid as hell, but there you go. The communism California, well, who are they going leave, to pay it, leave to? it to them. Who are they what? going to pay it to? Who are they going to pay it to? Where's the 1% the going to go? These guys are unbelievable how they trick these people. Uh, well, Gianni, the go thing ahead. is, is they had. Oh, go ahead, okay. Dr. Branch. Finish. Go ahead. No, the, the, you, you brought up climate change. Remember, it was global warming. That's what it was. It was global warming. They said it's global warming until the, 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 the research was shown to be BS that the papers were written on. Now it was like, okay, well, we can't talk global warming. We have to talk climate change. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, there's been five ice ages. Climate's changed. But the idea, is it man-made? And if so, at what percentage? You know, is a 1% tax in California, sales tax, in a restaurant going to fix what naturally occurs? It just doesn't make sense, man. It doesn't make sense. If you walk around like Venice, Venice is, is you know, in, in Amsterdam, they have built in the North Sea these protections against waves. That's because historically those places have flooded out. You know, it's yeah. not man-made, and, and that's what we really need to look at. And, you know, do climates change? Absolutely. You know, and you can't argue climate change. And that what you can say is, is it man-made? And, you know, that, that is an incredible argument that people try to make, and there's no proof. Very true, very true. Uh, I, I'm going to go to a quick 30-second commercial. We'll be right back, though. I have to do this because I didn't do it earlier. Be right back, everybody. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. 
Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. All righty. Uh, Gianni, I'll go to you. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, when it comes to climate change, you know, I do believe in climate change. You know, I'm one of the few Republicans that do. But the but liberals, you know, I'm a fan of, you know, replacing plastic with glass and things of that nature. I believe we can do things of that nature like that. But, I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that they really think that what we do is going to drastically, drastically change Anything that's been going on for years, decades, and ages, it's to me, total antonine. I mean, if you just look at the scope of history, like uh, your guest just said, just look at how we had the Ice Ages and we had all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always been happening. Like this, yep. do, you, do we really think like what George Carlin used to say? He used to talk about the bourgeois liberals that think that they know everything about changing the climate. He was like, the earth is going to be here after we're we're fucking done, and there's nothing we're going to be able to do about it. He was like, who the hell do we think we are that we're going to somehow save the climate by going green? He was like, the earth does what it does. It just replenishes itself, and after it's done with humanity, it'll be done with humanity, period. There's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing humans can do about it. And that's why um, Trump got out of the Paris climate uh, deal. And, it, and uh, I forgot, didn't Trump say this? Correct me if I'm wrong, that like it won't even like help more than 1% of the earth if we do something about it in the Paris climate deal. Like it wouldn't really even like move an inch to whatever right. we try to do to fix the climate. Yeah. So I just think like, listen. Let the earth be like. There's nothing we can do, and then you have people that really like the Green New Deal. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Listen, are we trying to go back to pre-enlightenment ages? I mean, yeah. I like driving my car. I like flying airplanes. I like taking trains. I like doing these things, you know. And it's just Thanks. like for us to say that that's going to actually change anything to me is just total antonine, you know. So I really believe that. When it comes to these liberal things, that it comes, it, it that it comes out of a um, a hurt generation. I'll put it like that, and then that 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 gets very deep if you talk about it long enough. Is a generation that you know we you know you're 26 years old and you're still staying with your parents. Where back in the day it used to be where. You know, you're 19, you get a job at a factory, and then you get a family, and then you live in the middle-class American dream. And now it's just right. like all this stuff is going on, and guess what they turn to? They either turn to populism or they turn to socialism. Mm-hmm. It's always yep. been that way. Whenever society hits a point where they, 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 they have nowhere else to go, nothing else to do, they go to the either two sides. And we have Trump yeah. and we have Bernie Sanders. Those are the two people we have. I mean, not in the presidential election right now. I believe Joe Biden is going to win. But, um, you know, we have those two ideologies where it's conserving what we already have, like the truth of it, or going to the extreme. And 
the reason why I want to bring back to what you said, Rory, when you said um, yes. about the healthcare thing. I mean, I want you to really think about it. Like, why do here's the thing? Why do why do the generation want healthcare for all? Why do they want free things? Why do they want this socialism? It's because crony capitalism, which is I, I like to call cronyism, has destroyed the American e- economy. So when we look at those things and we know that there are some corrupt businessmen that have done underhanded right. deals by the government, like NAFTA and stuff like that, which was implemented yeah. by Bill Clinton, may we remind you of, which literally destroyed, yeah. to me, the middle class. And yeah. I, I, I really want to get into that um, that topic of, you know, why 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 is this happening? Why is this generation believing in things? That's because they are truly hurt. Like I said, when yeah, you're 26 yeah. year old, 30 year old, still staying with your parents, you know, and you can't get health care, you can't get a good job, you can't do any of these things. Guess what you're going to turn to? You're going to turn to free things. That's just how it is. I'm coming mm-hmm. from a millennial right now. Is that it, it, it's real tough to live in today's world? You know where, you know, houses in L.A. in Compton, Compton, California, one of the you know it's the hood, the ghetto. It's a million dollars for a two bedroom house. That's fucking ridiculous. That makes no sense. Where it used to be, where in New York City, my grandparents tell me all the time, you know, where they used to pay, you know, in Manhattan, a hundred dollars, you know, for uh, uh, easily for a good three bedroom in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. You know, and now yeah. that goes for over a million dollars. So I mean, you know, it's just it, we got to get into the reason why is a generation having these worries and turning to socialism and communism. Very true. Very well said. Um, let, let's go to let's go to Mike Peters. And and I I didn't mention this earlier to everybody, but we now have the first tax exempt satanic temple that uh, classify is classified as a church according to uh, the paperwork, and they are tax exempt. They're the first church that wor- worships Satan that is in. That is in that situation where they don't uh, do with the tax exemption, which is unbelievable, sickening, sickening. Um, uh, Mike Peters, go ahead though. Uh, and I want to say not, before, you sure go, before you go, before you before you speak, Mike, I want to say one more thing about this satanic temple, and I think everybody needs to take this into consideration. Don't think that these that the, the just the owner of this satanic church got this done. The left is helping them with this because the left is trying is trying to turn us into a whole evil ideology, anti-American. You name it, they're trying to do it, and they already have Marxism, socialism, which is such it's it's the devil. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's as evil as it gets. So, in my strong opinion, I think this is going to be a new epidemic. I think this is going to be kind of like the whole mosque situation, in the sense that it's just going to keep growing. And it's going to keep uh, happening, and they're going to make excuses for it. Oh, well, let them live the way they want to live. That's what the left's going to say. Uh, go ahead, though, Mike. Yeah, it, it comes down to their their warped sense of compassion and everything else that drives them. Everything that they've taken off the table, all of the traditions, of, as we were saying, accountability, yep. family values, uh, honor, respect. Everything is gone. Nothing. It doesn't mean anything anymore to them. Everything. So yeah. they they've changed everything and they've ruined. There's no more family. So I mean, like Gianni was saying about Hollywood setting the example. To me, I hear that and I, I agree with them. But what's sad about it is, 
can you imagine that we have to rely on Hollywood to set an example, to, to teach yeah. the values to the kids of today? What, how sick is that? What happened to the families in the church and growing up with respect and growing up with, with values and traditions? And Well, you can't anymore because the schools, well, every aspect of our life, they've taken control of it. Whether it's the little ministries that the government controls from the EPA and the ATF and everything else, all the way down to the school boards and they're taking control of it, so they're changing down at the roots level, and it's taking time. And and but now they're noticing there's a pushback, and that we're starting to yeah. stand up and go, "That's enough." You know what I mean? You've been at the podium too long. Give us a microphone. It's you're fed up. You're fed up. It, re- it really is. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, go ahead. Well, yes, it absolutely is uh, the, the media, especially, but it is a, a global effort. This uh, global cabal that is essentially setting these kind of uh, instructions to uh, implement uh, on all of our nations. I mean, that's what globalism is. They want to destroy our nations. Uh, they know what it takes, uh, what ideologies proliferate our nation, so they do the exact opposite—a perversion of nature, a perversion of our values—and that's why. It's such a common phenomenon. People are calling this clown world because everything has been so perverse and just distorted completely. And uh, as we're talking about climate change, it absolutely is the fact that this was a, a conspiracy, an effort from the beginning to essentially tax all these industries, especially carbon tax, to control our energy output, all these fossil fuels, and to restrict people from having the freedom to uh, use their cars, use anything that will exert energy. It's a, it's a control mechanism, and it, it will never stop. And it needs an active presence uh, to uh, have us stand up and uh, really vote this thing uh, out. So um, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, I know uh, that we're still. at the end of the episode, so you could uh, find me at uh, nationalistunited.com or uh, Nationalist United on Facebook. Thanks again, Roy. Absolutely. Um, Bill, Bill, go ahead. Yeah, well, Kevin's exactly right. That was, that the Paris Climate Agreement thing was to drain Western societies. I mean, how, uh, all these idiots here in the United States, how are you going to take the country that puts out the least amount of pollution – and then, I mean, you could put us back in the Stone Age and, and outlaw campfires. And when you've got Russia and China and Pakistan and North Korea and Iran and a dozen other countries that are putting out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tons and would be allowed to through, the, through that accord. So it, that, that was a, it's a simple draining of the, the, the economy. And and Devine's right about the the morality. I mean, if you ever read a history book, figure out why Rome fell, and and it's parallel. The United States is paralleling it right now. So if you don't change the morality of this country, laws aren't going to fix it. It doesn't matter. And right. you can you know you could outlaw every gun just like fire or, or carbon. You could outlaw every gun here, and all you're doing is going to give Canada and Mexico another commodity. To, to come in here, and then only bad guys are going to have the guns, and you know, and then we're done. I hear you. I hear you. And Bill, uh, we do have a couple minutes left, but please tell everybody where they can find you in case we uh, disconnect. Yeah, you can find me on on Twitter at uh, Super Elite Texan. Okay. Um, I too, I'll get your thoughts. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, we, we have hammered, again, the same subject, obviously. But it's a, uh, at the bottom line, in the end, 
it will be to the American voters to get rid of the people who are denigrating and destroying the United States of America. There is no other solution except to overthrow the Democrat Party in the next elections. If this doesn't happen, right. America is in real trouble. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, please tell everybody where they can find you. Very simple. Just Google my name, Al-Rasuli, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-L-I. God bless you. You take care. God bless you, too. Thank you. Um, Daryl, I'll go to you. Uh, go ahead, Daryl. Um, if you can, make it quick, though. Yep. Yeah, so just on the Hollywood thing, and those really great points by Gianni earlier about how we used to actually have people that were there to monitor the morality. And, and not only are those people gone, but we actually now have the reverse. We have people there that are there to monitor and make sure that the deviancy and perversion is present in all aspects of entertainment. That's why the appropriate term for what we're facing is a satanic theocracy. Daryl Kane at 2024.com. Thank you to all of your guests. Great show tonight. Take care. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. Um, Jiggy, Jiggy, please tell everybody where they can find you. I want to get your thoughts, though, real quick, but tell everybody also where they can find you. We've got to have you back. We've got to talk more. Uh, there's, there's so much to talk about. JiggyJaguar.com, uh, J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-R.com. And uh, great discussion tonight, guys. All right. Th- thank you, Jiggy. I appreciate it, and I'll, t- I'll talk to you soon. Um, Gianni, Gianni, go ahead. Gianni, uh, Dr. Branch, go ahead. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Great show as usual. Follow me on Facebook. Uh, Can't hear you. At, you can follow me there on Twitter at Bob Branch. And thank you for actually have, I mean, for having me on your show. And this has been a fantastic show. I enjoyed your guest. Absolutely. And Gianni, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. You there? Johnny, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Tell everybody where you can find me. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook at Gianni Rodriguez with the Z, Rodriguez with the Z, uh, dash Paris, Paris with two R's. Perfect. Um, I want to thank I want to thank everybody for for tuning in tonight. It's been a fantastic show. Uh, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my audience, and sponsors. Uh, don't forget, we're listened to in 23 different countries, everybody, and on nearly 70 online platforms. And visit our media site, thenextgenusa.com. And remember, in the coming weeks, we'll be having many notable people on our new media site, and we can't wait to share the details with you. Uh, we have a huge show to get to tomorrow night. Um, I'm excited to uh, be with all of you again, and uh, it'll be a great show. Uh, talk, to you, talk to you tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. I'm Rory Sauter. God bless. Cheers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.